Welcome to the O-Shift for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co-author of O-Shift for Teens, and it's accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate, life-changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to OShift.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this worldwide movement. So glad to have you with me again this week. Uh, exciting show today. I'm super excited because the topic is one of my favorites. It's when should we talk to our teens about sex? Oh, that's such a taboo topic for so many people and so uncomfortable when you think about having to talk to your kids. But I have a wonderful conversation ahead with Donna Golub, who is a, a friend of mine out of Indiana, and she uh, has lots of interesting things to say, as do I, of course. But before we get to that, hey, listen, uh, you've probably been keeping up with uh, what's going on in the O-Shift world. You know that Jen and I are going to be doing more speaking than ever before. Uh, we'll be on the road a lot this year, and that's partly because uh, Jennifer, she got her um, Master Certified Coach Certificate. That's kind of like the Doctorate of Coaching several months ago, but she was working real hard on that. So now she has uh, achieved that incredible goal and has more time to do speaking. And if you've seen Jen speak, you know she is very amazing, energetic, energizing, exciting, uh, and inspiring. So if that's something that you want to be part of, if you know of a, a person putting on a, a conference or training, or uh, that's somebody something that you're doing, then uh, contact me at Mark at oshift.com. We'd love to uh, get the word out to your neck of the woods. Uh, we will be all over the country and probably beyond uh, delivering Jen's keynote, O-Shift, and of course we uh, deliver to uh, teen audiences as well. So uh, check it out. You can go to the uh, website at oshift.com and just check out Jen's speaking page. It's pretty awesome what we've got going on there. Well, I don't want to uh, put this off any further. You know, Talking about sex is something that um, I I really think is so important and hard for so many people. It's something that um, with my 12 and 14-year-olds, we've been talking about for a long time, and that just uh, gives them the opportunity to have another point of view than all the noise they're hearing from the media and friends and from somebody who loves them. So you're going to really enjoy this conversation that I had, so uh, stay tuned. My guest today is Donna Golub. Donna Golub is the Executive Director at A Positive Approach to Teen Health, or PATH. PATH equips, empowers, and encourages youth to make healthy choices through life skills, relationship, and character-building education. Donna is part of the South Shore Leadership Youth for Community Engagement Steering Committee. She recently earned her nonprofit Executive Management Certificate and she oversees the development and implementation of various youth programs throughout the Northwest Indiana. Donna, how are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. So nice to be talking to you again. And uh, we talked uh, several months ago about the work that you're doing over there at PATH. Yes, it's great to talk to you again, too. I'm excited to be able to share a little bit about what we do. Yeah, and I, and, you know, I know that you're super busy, so I'm, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. And um, now I, I was mentioning a couple of weeks ago we had an Indiana person on the uh, call, and so Indiana's getting good representation. 
Well, there's a lot going on here. So um, I'm glad that we're being represented and that we're able to share some of the good work that we're doing as well as some of the struggles that we're having. Right. And what do you think it is that makes Indiana, I mean, a lot going on over there? Because like you said, I mean, in, in that part of the country, I've, I've only talked to people in Indiana. Well, I think that we're just, you know, we're kind of right here in the central. We're not quite Chicago, but we're, we've got a lot of Chicago and city influence, but we're also a very rural community. And um, rural communities are some of the most underserved and under-recognized population for risk behaviors. And unfortunately, because of being underserved, some of our numbers have skyrocketed where in other parts of the country there's a decline. So we're getting a lot of press, some good, some not so good. But um, there's a lot of us here doing some good work and making a positive difference. So we're hoping to see some change. Yeah, no, that's awesome, and I really appreciate it. And and one thing I know that was true about her, and I know it's true about you, is the sharing of resources. And I always like to to speak to folks about uh, what they're doing and how they can help others. And at the end of this call, of course, we'll ask you kind of how people can get a hold of you. Um, now, my 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 audience knows by now the way the the way that I do it is when I have a guest, I'll send a list of potential topics to discuss, and then they just run the gamut. And one of the uh, topics that you uh, chose, and you said I could talk about a few, but was when should we talk to teens about sex? And I just like grabbed onto that because you're the first guest that's proposed that we talk about that. I love it. It's a great topic, and it's one that's, you know, foremost in my mind because I've got a 12- and 14-year-old boy, and it's something that we talk about from time to time. What is it about that topic that made you uh, select it as a possibility? I think – you know, for us, that's kind of what we're known for. We're kind of the sex ed people. And um, so it, it's a comfortable topic for us. Most of our programming revolves around having that conversation with teens. So it's something that we're comfortable with. It's a language that we're used to. And it can be a language that for people who aren't in the business, if you would say, can be uncomfortable with. So having yeah. the opportunity to help parents and teens bridge that uncomfortableness and start to have a communication is um, important and it's exciting. You know, it's funny because I think you've nailed it. It's, it's a, it feels like an uncomfortable topic to talk to our kids about, which is strange, but it's true. What do you think makes it so uncomfortable? Why do, why do we have such a difficult time talking to our kids about sex? I think there's a couple of things. I think for one thing, we're afraid they're going to ask the question, what did you do? And we're not sure <laughs> yeah. we want to answer it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that might be one of, one of the things that makes it uncomfortable. And yeah. I think one of the other things that can make it as uncomfortable is, you know, we have to acknowledge that our kids are not kids anymore, but that they're starting to be young adults yeah. and that they have these feelings and their hormones are – engaged and how do we talk about those things in a way that's comfortable and appropriate what language do we use you know i mean there's the language changes you know when they're toddlers you know it's it's kind of fun almost you know they're learning and they're inquisitive and it's cute and sometimes we can put little terms to it that aren't the proper language 
but now they're adults and they're not wee-wees anymore, right? So how do, how do we change yeah. that language into a real conversation with this young adult that we may not really be ready to embrace as such yet? Yeah, and, and it makes me uh, aware that, you know, it's not just teens we have difficulty talking about sex. Sometimes it's just the topic itself. I mean, sometimes it's even our partners that we have difficulty talking about. It's, it's for whatever reason, it's a, it's a challenging topic within our society. It is. It is. And a lot of it, I think, goes back to who we are and how comfortable we are with ourselves. Um, you know, if, if we unfortunately were people of abuse, you know, that have we really dealt with that? Have we, have we come full circle as adults? And having dealt with that so that when we talk about those things or think about those things that there's not any guilt or residue from may, what have, may have happened to us. Right. Or we come from different backgrounds. You know, did your parents talk to you? Was it a comfortable language? Or was that one of those taboo subjects where, oh, no, we don't talk about that. That's not something we talk about. Was it kept private? So if it was kept private to you, you know, then that's kind of the mindset that you have, whereas your your significant other may have come from a place where it was openly talked about, so they're very comfortable with it. So there's the different feelings and emotions that you bring into a relationship. Yeah, and I, and I th- that's interesting because I think that so many people, it was sort of, and, you know, and things have changed from our parents to the where we are now. I think we may be more open to having discussions about this, but many of us, our parents didn't talk to us about it. And so it it was sort of a an oddly taboo topic. Now we're expected to talk to our kids about everything, and they're, so they seem more savvy. They seem to have more information. They may be hearing more education at school about it, and so we're expected to, but we ne- don't necessarily have a roadmap because it was never presented to us in that way. Well, t- uh, today's teens definitely are more aware of, of sexuality, not just sex itself, but the whole idea of sexuality, and um, they're introduced to it much younger. I mean, commercials that we see on TV have that undertone, right? Sex sells. It always has, but now it's more obvious. And then you've got the reality shows that are so far from reality that it's sad. And, you know, we've got bachelors and bachelorettes hopping from hot tub to hot tub with different people and showing no consequences. You know, the the emotions of the disappointment and the hurt that goes with all of that is never portrayed. It's always the fun and the glamour, right? So our teens are bombarded with sexuality and sexual happenings in the literature, in the media, on you know all different the songs that they listen to, the movies that they watch, it um, is an uninvited guest in every home at a very young age. And now with cell phones and the internet, it is really an opportunity for young people to see and experience things much younger and maybe without parents being aware. So the conversation has to start earlier than ever before, and it has to be something that parents become comfortable with. You know, I think think you make a good point, and and partly is that they're getting so inundated. If we're not talking to our kids about sex, we're denying them the opportunity to get – 
somebody's insight that really cares about them. And so, the, you know, the, the message is skewed because an advertiser's motives are different than, you know, the kid's health and safety. And so we need to get our voice in there. So that, that sort of speaks to the importance of us uh, talking to our kids about sex. And then you talked about earlier and earlier. And I can tell you that, you know, I've got, like I said, a 12 and a 14-year-old, and the conversation's already definitely already started you know, and if you think about it, historically, 12 years old, you're already you just zooming through puberty. You're good to go. And, and, and for the last, you know, million years that humans have been around, that's it's sort of a, it's part of our survival as a species to be able to procreate when you're 12 years old, you know, because back then we only lived till we were about 30. So you got to, you had to get started. Right. And, right. and so to so to sort of sort of be able to speak to to a kid and say, biologically, you're geared to want to have sex, and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Like the old, no, you know, sex is bad. You know, just like right, leave it right. at that. It's it's just not going to work anymore. It's not bad. It's perfectly natural that you're going to be compelled to. And when it when you are, because you will be, here's what you here's what you can do about it. Yeah, I think that that's, that's the part that's the tough conversation, I think, for a lot of parents is the what to do about it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, to have the conversation about this is what's happening to your body, this is what puberty is, you know, the scientific biological part of it, you know, even that part of it can be a semi-comfortable conversation, but when you get into the emotions of, you know, I really have these feelings and I'm not sure what to do about it, that's when some of the uncomfortableness can come. And it's a different conversation for every family because every family has a different perspective. You know, how you want to introduce it to your boys may be different than the way I want to introduce it to mine. And that's where family values come in and, you know, there is no right or wrong answer. It's really what you have to know your child, you have to know yourself, and I know I've said it several times already, but you, you really have to first become comfortable with who you are and your own sexuality so yeah. that you can comfortably talk about it with your kids. And right. that doesn't mean saying, oh, I remember when I was 14, this is what I did and this is who I did it with, right? Because <laughs> right, we sure. don't want to put that out there. But you can say, I remember being young and having those feelings. I also remember being hurt when I acted on some of those feelings in a way that I probably shouldn't have. Right, um, right. And giving them options, you know, have options prepared ahead of time and, and be willing to use experiences that you see. I think one of the great things, you know, go back to the whole Bachelor and Bachelorette thing. If you watch those shows or your teens watch those shows, watch them with your kids. You know, and use the commercials as an opportunity to say, wow, what did you think about that? How do you think she felt when she got dumped? Or how do you think he felt when she said whatever it was that she said, right? right. So use those movies. Or if you're in the car listening to songs and a song comes on, you know, some of them are very violent and sexually driven. Turn the radio on mute for a minute and say, wow, I just realized this is what that said. What do you think about that? 
Yeah. Especially when you're in a car or and you're not sitting across the table face to face, right? So if you're sitting on a couch or if you're in the car and you don't have to look in your kids' eyes and they don't have to look at yours, it right. can be a little easier to have that conversation. Yeah. So yeah. take advantage of every opportunity, you know, I mean, it can be as simple as, here's one. I was at Walmart just last night. I have my um, 11-year-old granddaughter visiting for a couple weeks. We were at Walmart last night, and there were these two young people, like, all over each other in the store. And so when we got in the car, I said, Crystal, did you notice? And and I knew that she had because I watched her, right? And she goes, why would they do that in a public place? (laughs) <laughs> what a great opportunity, right, to have that conversation with my 11-year-old granddaughter. And um, so use, you know, just like you did when they were little, teaching them to cross the street or, you know, use the opportunities that we have every day to make it part of conversation so that it's not a big, okay, we're going to sit down and have this half-hour conversation about sex and sexuality. Right. Make yeah, it no. every day part of who you are and part of your language so that both of you and your child become comfortable with it. It's a wonderful, wonderful piece of advice because those opportunities are all over the place. And we're looking for this opportunity to make this like grandstand, like, well, let's talk about sex. And those opportunities, exactly. as, as, as you're stating it, are all around us. We almost don't even have to try. And, you know, one of the things that comes to mind, and this goes not just for talking to kids about sex, but it goes to talking to them about, you know, drugs and alcohol and other um, compromising situations that we we understand as parents, there are certain dangers implicit. And that is that kids, even with good intentions, when they get in those situations with friends or whatever, uh, if they don't have sort of a roadmap, to get out of that, then, you know, they, they don't, they just don't know what to do other than do that. And so it's You're literally, right. yeah, it's literally at times talking through giving, like, let's, let's think about what you could do if you're in that situation. So if you are, uh, your friends are uh, drinking and they want to get in the car, what can you do? And so literally so that they form these pathways in their brain, like, oh, I could do this. I never thought about this. So in the moment, they're not having to come up with that and there's nothing there. So that goes the same with, you know, you're going to, you know, if you get hot and heavy with a person, uh, you, you know, you, you're petting or whatever, you need a way out, like what, what could that look like? And so they can literally visualize steps to get themselves in a safe situation. And you know what? The more comfortable they are talking to a parent, the more comfortable they'll be talking with whoever they're dating at the time, right? And it's funny that you used a roadmap because that's exactly one of the one of the pieces in our curriculum is called Road to Romance, and we talk about the different levels of intimacy and how it's important that you set your boundaries. You need to know as an individual how far is too far and where, do you, where are you going to set that boundary, and then how do you communicate that to the person that you're in a relationship with. You know, this is what I'm willing to do, and this is what I'm not willing to do, so that you know going in, this is it. You know, and, um, you know and, and this is how I'm going to stop if once I hit that point. And making sure that because you've had conversations with your parents and because your parents have had conversations with you, that they are a way of escape for you. Have that exit 
strategy. You know, now I don't know of any kids that don't have cell phones by the time they're 11, 12 years old, right? <laughs> right. So yeah. if it's a text number, you know, I mean, just a, a catchphrase, anything that you can just text a parent and say, out, or um, call me, or have just a, like my husband and I just have a number, and if it's one number, it means call me like ASAP, this is an urgent situation, and if it's a number, another number, it's call me when you get a chance. So that's Brilliant. just my husband and I have that little code, right? Because yeah. we're both business people, but we both keep our phones, and we don't want to interrupt what's happening. So if your kids just have a plan, like something as simple as a code that they can text to their parents that means, call me, I need an out, you know, or I'm in a, st- I'm in a bad situation, come and get me. You know, yeah. hopefully parents know where their kids are. You know, I think that there was a time when parents thought, you know, my child is growing up, they need their space, they need their privacy, they need what they really need is guidance and boundaries. And kids tell us over and over again that they want those to be put in place by their parents. I think too many parents feel like, well, they're teens now, they don't care what I say, what I say doesn't matter, they're not going to listen to me anyway. And that is so not the truth. The more kids we talk to, and there's survey after survey that says, Kids want their parents to be their number one influence. They want to be, um, they want parents to be their go-to person. They want to get their information from their parents, and they want their parents to still be parents. So I guess yeah. if I have one thing to say to parents, it's be a parent. You know, kids have classrooms and social media rooms full of quote-unquote friends. They don't need more friends. At best, our kids have two parents, and we need to be parenting. It's so important. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really uh, critical right now. I mean, there's so many more influences for them that don't necessarily have their interests uh, in mind. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I really try to talk to my kids, and it, and it has to do with just almost everything is sort of, action consequences. It's like, you know, if you don't brush your teeth, this is what you can look for. Not just like uh, tooth decay, but like a a bad smile and how that might affect you in life. Um, You know, when when it comes to sex, you know, when, you know, historically when you're 12, uh, having sex was the right thing to do because you needed to have a family early. But we don't live in a society now that is set up to make that work. And so there's a lot of potential problems with becoming pregnant when you're 12 years old or 17 years old um, and here's what they are you know just so you know and so there there are reasons why you might want to avoid this just in the, the simple one well they might not even be thinking so there are consequences to this and it's so it's not just this some bad or good situation there are there are reasons that you might want to stop and think about this yeah. it'll change it'll completely change your life Absolutely it will. And, you know, we talk about that from the very beginning. You know, most of our programs start in the sixth grade with kids that are 10, 11 years old. And we talk about whole health, right? We are more than just physical people. We're emotional. We're social. You know, so what we do affects every part of who we are. It affects us emotionally. It affects us socially. It affects us financially. 
So how are we going to do that? And not only does it affect us, but it affects our circle. So it would affect our parents and our friends. And, you know, we are more than just physical people. So when we talk about sexuality or any risk behavior, like you mentioned, whether it's the drugs and the alcohol, all of those things, every decision we make affects all of who we are, not just today, but in the future. There are definitely consequences that come with both positive and negative um, decisions. Right. Now, the topic, of course, is when should we talk to teens about sex? And you just said part of your program, you're talking to them as early as 10 and 11. Is that is that a good roadmap, would you say? I think that as a parent, we should be talking about sex with kids from the very beginning so that it is part of a conversation. You know, my little grandson is I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old boys and a two-year-old little girl. They're noticing that there is a difference. Their sister does not look like they do. So we've already had that conversation about what is the difference and why God made us different. So using correct terms and using conversation as simple as that when we're very young makes it so much easier and comfortable to grow into the conversation while they're 10, 11, 12 years old yeah. and puberty is starting to come. Um, you know, so as parents, we have that opportunity. Now, us as programmers, we don't go into the school and talk to the kids young. There's some that do. But we feel that the, the prevention from the risk behaviors, sexual activity at too young of an age, drug and alcohol use, all of those things, we're comfortable with bringing a prevention message, age appropriately, of course, starting at um, that fifth, sixth grade level, and then we work with kids all the way through high school. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Start start when they're, when they're early enough to be able to put things together. But, um, yeah, it makes sense as far as uh, some real instruction to, to do it when they're sort of – it's close enough or they're going to be dealing – with some of this stuff. Don Gold, I told you this, the time was going to fly. Thank you so much. But where can people find out more about what you have going on? And could, could they reach out and, and touch base with you? Sure. So you can check us out on our website. It's positiveteenhealth.org. And you can reach out to me through an email on that site or see about our programming, some of the curriculum that we have developed. And we're working currently on a resources page. And there's some really great books out there for parents about how to talk to their kids about sex. And I'll make sure that that information gets added to that website here in the next few days. Wonderful. Well, I sure appreciate it. Wonderful topic. It's one I could just talk and talk about. And, it, of course, like I said, it's foremost in my mind with a 12- and 14-year-old. I mean, forget about it. It's just now's the time. If I haven't talked to them by now, then I'm in – <laughs> I'm getting late yep. in the game, but, but, but it happens. And I, and I know there's lots of parents out there that are sort of feeling like time's slipping away. So getting a little help is going to be very useful. Well, I'm happy to talk to you anytime. And if parents have any questions, please feel free. Again, it's positiveteenhealth.org, and I'd love to chat. Thanks, Donna. Have a great summer. Thank you. You as well. Well, what a lovely person Donna is and such great insight. Be sure to take her up on her offer for resources. Uh, find her website, find her information, and contact her. She's just a sweet person who is willing to share, and that's what this is all about. It's sharing resources, sharing ideas, 
giving you the opportunity to get insights from other people and expand your mind and help you be a better teen advocate, better parent, whatever it is that you're doing out in the world. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, listen, if you've thought about becoming a facilitator of the O-Shift Workshop Kit or the O-Shift for Teens Workshop Kit, it's very easy to do, and we've made it super inexpensive for you to do so. You can go to the shop page at oshift.com and check out what it takes. And uh, we would love to uh, have you as part of our legion of uh, facilitators throughout the country. So check it out. And any questions about what's going on or how you can become further involved in the in the O-Shift movement, well, you can email me at mark at oshift.com or you can join the uh, Facebook page like O-Shift. And uh, we'd love to see you as part of that. So So thanks again for joining me, and we will see you again in two weeks. All right, bye-bye.